Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30K LAA. My name is Sergio. Let me, oh, this is a treat here. I've got none other than Mr. <laughs> ben Seacrest in the house from Accurate uh, Fishing. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. It, sound, it sounds like you're half asleep, Sergio. That's the first no, time I, I... No, 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 no. I battled uh, a little bit of a cold earlier in the, in this, in the week and I'm getting better now. And um, Brain fog? A little brain fog, yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome back, uh, Ben, and also our resident earthworm. See, I can't even talk. Our resident earthworm, okay, Mr. Andrew Mack. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, Ben. What's morning. going on? So, listen, you got up early or what, earthworm? Of course. Are you toothless? No, not toothless. I'm gonna I'm gonna be missing a tooth uh, one way in the back next week. But you know. uh, we have an extraction going on there. I I told you Ben and I can take care of it. We've we've taken a nine knot a hook off of our videographer. We we did. Well, I had to hold him down. We did paper <laughs> rock scissors. Okay, and uh, so we know uh, you know between a hammer and a and a wrench, I think. Hey, Mac, just don't let it go out that you got false teeth, man. That's for sure. Make sure that you keep some in there that are solid. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, um, a lot of action's going on in freshwater. And, and, Andrew, we had some great specimens caught up at uh, Convict Lake by the uh, Chris Camp. Did I say that right? Chris Camp? Brothers, uh, I, Ryan. I call, I, call them, I call them Krusty Camp. Yep. Krusty okay. Camps. All right. So why don't you give us a, a little uh, rundown of what's going on? Yeah, definitely. So before we get up there, um, right now in Southern California, the trout action is on fire. A lot of the lakes are going to start ramping up the stock. I mean, trout fishing is here. Um, we're going to start uh, Santa Ana River Lakes. Santa River Lakes, uh, they're doing it a little bit different this year. So starting November 8th, which is uh, this upcoming Thursday, they're going to have their first stock of trout. And that usually means that you can get them on Friday, but not this time. What they're going to do is they're going to have the first load of trout go in, and nobody can touch them. And then the following week, they're going to be closed. No fishing at all. The next Thursday coming up, they're going to put another trout stock in, and nobody can touch them until that Friday. The opener is going to be on November 18th. So they're going to have a full week, Thursday to Thursday, with two loads in there where nobody will be able to touch them until they're ready to go on the 18th. Thanksgiving nice. weekend, the day before Thanksgiving on a Wednesday, they're going to have a load of what we know Santa Ana River is famous for, the super trout. 
And I'm not going to say 20, but I was told that they're close. There may be. There might be. There's going to be some good trout going in the week of Thanksgiving. That's something we haven't seen in probably over 10 years is a 20-pounder. Could be in there. It might not, but I know there's going to be some very, very, very healthy double-digit trout that are going to be stopped uh, going in Santa and River Lakes. So that action should be red hot. The, we- the weather is perfect lately for trout. The- it's cooling all the water temps down. So we are definitely in the full force of uh, trout season. Um, now from there, we're going to go a little bit south. Uh, Orange County Lakes, uh, they're going to start their trout season uh a couple of the lakes are stocking uh, the first week of, or actually the last week in November, starting the 28th. Um, for instance, like Carbon Canyon Regional Park, uh, you also have Laguna Niguel Regional Park, uh, Irvine Lake. Uh, Irvine Lake, uh, they're also stocking on uh, 1128 um, with trout. They're actually getting their trout from Idaho. Um, I don't know, I believe. Uh, it's not going to be a solid, you know, it's not going to be like a thousand pounds, but it's going to be a good amount of trout uh, when they're coming in. So that's something to look forward to there in Orange County. Now we're going to go a little bit north. This is probably where Mia is at with the bluebirds. Uh, Mountain Lakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mountain Lakes, uh, they, they're stocking now every Thursday uh, with a thousand pounds of trout, uh, which they're splitting 500 pounds in each lake from Jess Ranch. Uh, every week, um, it seems like the average trout um, is 10 to 12 inches. But what they're doing is they're throwing in a handful of bigger fish from the four to six pound range. So if you find one of those, you're definitely lucky. But there is bigger fish going in. But like I said, the majority is that 10 to 12 inch, um, you know, size fish. So it is what it is. They're fun to catch. Um, from there, you have the, uh, the Cucamonga-Glosby, Glen Helen, Yucaipa, which are the San Bernardino County Lakes. They're kicking off their season uh, the day before Thanksgiving on that Wednesday. Uh, they're going to be stocking, I believe it's around 525 pounds of fish. Might be a little bit more than that, but <clears throat> what they told me is that, you know, they want to stock more. It's just the price of fish keeps going up, you know, inflation and and all that good stuff. But they are going to uh, have their season opener uh, right there for Thanksgiving weekend. Um, from there, we're going to go to uh, Redlands Fisherman's Retreat. Uh, they just had their second stock uh, on Friday. And they're also stocking from Jess Ranch. But they're seeing some better fish. Yesterday, uh, 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 Rob was out there. He hooked a 7.5-pound a rainbow trout. So far, that's the biggest rainbow of trout season that I've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, Santa Ana River Lakes comes in, and then that would probably be considered a small one. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a very healthy fish. Um, you know, they're getting some nice fish out of there. Um, if you're looking for kind of the mountain kind of range here close by, uh, Big Bear. Big Bear's still doing really good on trout. Um, early morning, uh, typically the shore bite, they're in, they're in a lot closer. Um, so they're get, they're getting the trout off the shore. Uh, typically, longer leaders uh, casting out kind of far, um, you know, and then they're picking them up with power bait. And then, of course, you know, if you're fishing from a boat, trolling has always been, you know, the number one method there at Big Bear uh, to catch fish. If you're going about two miles an hour um, uh, trolling, usually using like a pink flicker shad, 
maybe even the natural color like a rainbow trout, you know, send your lure at about 50 to 100 feet behind the boat. And, you know, once you find the fish, mark that spot on your electronics and keep running through it. And most likely there'll be a good sized school in there and you'll probably get a limit pretty quick. Um, let's see, from there, uh, if you have access to Lake Arrowhead, because it is, you know, residents, guests are residents, and you have to be uh, a part of the, I guess they call it the ALA uh, Foundation or whatever it is, mm-hmm. Lake Arrowhead has been doing very well. I would say out of all the mountain lakes up in that area, Lake Arrowhead is probably producing the best uh, quality of fish and the size. Um, there's guys getting, you know, limits of lightning trout. There's guys, uh, uh, Jeff Contini from Mountaintop Anglers yesterday was out there with his boy. Uh, him and his son together caught multiple rainbow trout, multiple brown trout, and a few lightning trout in the mix. So they had a good mix of, you know, good-sized trout. And I would say the lightnings average about three, about three pounds, three to four pounds. Uh, rainbows in that same area. Uh, brown trout a little bit smaller, but... I mean, if you can find a lake around here that has all three, that's just that's like a hidden gem. Well, let me interrupt you without throwing you off here, but I'm getting I'm getting this uh, directly through the wire here, and it's very important because it's a sheriff, it's a jig slinger himself. Uh, he says, "Ask Andrew any word on Miles Square Park stocks." Uh, yes, let me see. Just for the jig slinger himself, we can throw a jig from. The shore of the coast all the way to Catalina. Miles Square Park, uh, Danny, their first stock is going to be December 5th, and then their next one, December 19th, January 23rd, January 30th, February 6th, February 20th, and February 27th are all their trout stocks. So if you're looking for trout, your first chance to get a trout there in Miles Square Park is December 5th. All right. Love it. Okay. Continue, my friend. Yep. Uh, from there, uh, Lake Gregory, uh, it's been a little bit slower bite. Uh, they did have two stockings already for the season. Uh, but, again, I feel like because it's been a couple weeks, the fish are acclimated. They're all over in every depth of the lake. But they're probably a little bit deeper. Um, so if you have a float tube, a boat, anything like that, you'll probably have a better chance of getting them. Uh, but there is, you know, there is a good amount being caught there at Lake Gregory. Now, if you're looking for striper, if let's say you want to go after what eats the trout, Silverwood Lake striper has been picking up uh, really good. Not the bigger models though. The bigger models are still, you know, being how they are this time of year. They're probably eating at nighttime, you know, in those low light conditions. Typically, you'll catch the bigger striper when the weather's the worst. If it's cloudy, if it's rainy, because typically they're not they're nocturnal fish, but there ha- I mean, there, there has been some whisper of a couple better ones, Scott. Just, you know, they're kind of like how the bass fishing guys are. Nobody really likes to post it, talk about it. They keep it on the down low. But definitely Silverwood Lake, um, you know, starting to heat up. They just had a state stock uh, two weeks ago at Silverwood. And the trout are still hanging around the Claghorn area. But one thing I've noticed this year about the state stock, they're healthy. I mean, these fish average are a pound and a half. They're, they're actually bigger than some of the private stocks that are getting stuck. So it's really cool to see the state kind of bounce back for all those trout die-offs a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're putting in, you know, they're putting in some better-sized fish, 
And these fish are angry. I mean, the guys that are catching them say they all. Well, I want you to hold. I want you to hold your anger there for a second, bud. We got to take a short break. Here we come back. Let's. Uh, we'll finish up with uh, fresh water and get into some of the escapades. My dear friend here, Ben Secrets, has been on. So everybody, hang on tight. This is Angels Radio, AM eight thirty KLA. We'll be right back. Go to church because your mom assisted. Visit Grandpa every chance that you can. It won't be wasted time. Always stay humble and kind. Hold the door, say please, say thank you. Angels Radio, AME 30. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AME 30. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AM 830-KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles. How's that to wake up a little bit? Are you like that, Ben? Peed up. All right, all right. All right, let's go back to our <laughs> resident earthworm, Mr. Andrew Mack of Western Outdoor News, Max Fish Reports, and IGFA. Man, he's got a title, Ben. I remember he was nobody. Now he's this big superstar. I know, but he's still six feet under. Remember, we saw the totem pole down at Salmon Falls. Yeah, I was talking about getting all his teeth removed. I don't know what's going on. Anymore. I don't know. I think he just wants to be pretty, all white teeth. You know, he's gonna gonna get a nice new grill. All right, Andrew. All right, let's finish up, brother. All right. So from there, we're gonna go to Riverside County. Uh, Riverside. You should be glad you're not in the studio because we'd really get at you if you're in the studio. <laughs> I know. Diamond Valley Lake, uh, they have their trout opener uh, set for next week. Uh, they're going to stock Tuesday, and then uh, your first chance to get them is on Wednesday. Uh, they're coming in you know, pretty heavy to start. They're doing 3,000 pounds of Mount Lassen rainbows and then also throwing in 500 pounds of the Mount Lassen lightning trout. So 
that's going to be some exciting stuff. I know the Lions going to start to get, you know, right there at a, probably Tuesday, I would say Tuesday around lunchtime to fish Wednesday. Typically the line builds up, you know, pretty long for that lake, but there's a good reason because they got the mountain lion fish coming in and uh, those fish bite. That's usually a, a really, really good time. Um, from there, uh, Palmdale Fin and Feather. Now, what they did this year for Palmdale, uh, they actually extended the fishing season to November 15th. Um, so you have about uh, two weeks left to fish. Um, that's kind of what they did. Um, they have their duck season going on right now, so you can only fish Monday, Tuesday, uh, Friday, and Saturday. Um, and then uh, Wednesday is hunting and Sunday is hunting for, for the mm-hmm. ducks out there. Uh, this year, the opener, uh, the opener is going to be uh, mid-January. I believe it's January 15th. Uh, they're going to have 20,000 to 25,000 pounds of trout in the lake uh, ready to go for the opener. So they extended it, or they actually made it two weeks earlier. So now this year, you know, when you renew and everything else, you're going to have a, probably an extra, what, a month and a half of fishing time. Um, you know, So when are we awesome. going? The question is, when will we be at Palmdale? Fin and feather. You well, want to I, go there, don't you? I'll calling, yeah, I'll be calling in from uh, from the opener. You know, gonna bring uh, Ed and uh, and Joe. You know, on the phone and all that good stuff on the opener. But I mean, whenever. You when is the go, opener? Give me the exact date. Uh, the opener is gonna be on November fifteenth. It's oh. on a Saturday. Oh. So they weren't like. Here's a weird thing, Mac. Wait, wait. November fifteenth is not a Saturday. I'm January, no. January, January, January 15th. Okay. All right. November 15th is going to be gone quick. Yep. It's going to be here. Yeah, but, November 15th is the last day to fish for the year. So, Mac, you're telling me they're open now because I was by there. I've been going back and forth to Mammoth or up that mm-hmm. way. And I would go by there on Thursday and come home on Sunday, and I, I wouldn't see any boats on there. Are they fishing from the... Thursday is always their common day that they're closed. Uh, they're closed every Thursday for the year. Right. Um, the uh, Wednesday they're open, um, but right now since it's duck season, uh, their people are hunting on Wednesday, so no fishing. So you you can fish uh, Monday, Tuesday, uh, Friday, and Saturday. Okay, so I was going by both days when they're closed. Right. Yep. I got you. The, the, the fish has been really good. Uh, the catfishing, I mean, they're still catching double-digit catfish pretty much every other day uh, that somebody's there. Uh, typically, they're they're still posting about 10, 11, 12-pounders. So, I mean, the catfishing is really good over there, fin and feather. I haven't heard much about the bass. Um, there's been a couple bass caught, you know, lately, but nothing kind of consistent. Um, but, yeah, other than that, it's been, it's been really good for the guys going after the catfish. Um, so definitely, I mean, it's a it's a fun place to go. But I can't wait till January. That's for sure. Yeah, well, we'll we'll be there. I'm <laughs> sure we'll be the you know, that week. But we got to go up there. Yeah. But listen, uh, take me to the Sierras, bro. Take me to Sierra. I mean, oh, I've yeah. seen some quality yeah, fish up there. So, yeah. So the Sierras right now, it's usually the time that you're going to see the biggest fish, and the reason is because it's getting cold. The fish know that. Some of the lakes are going to start, you know, freezing over in the next couple of weeks. So typically the bigger fish are on the chew. And Ryan and, and Marty, they go up there every year this time. I believe uh, the last day to fish most of the lakes in this year is, is November 15th again on that Saturday. Um, but they're getting a good-sized fish. I know Marty said, uh, you know, he's, he's going to be fishing today in the snow. I guess it's going to be, you know, the weather kind of turned for the worst. Um, but 
if you guys are out here looking for those big fish, man, most of these anglers, they don't care. They'll wear an extra jacket, cover up a little bit, but they'll still be out there, you know, on their float tubes and all this good stuff. And, I mean, the first day they were out there, Marty had that one nice one. And then, of course, you know, his brother had, you know, had to top him and get one that was a little bit bigger. So, um, I mean, the, the, the fishing all together right now, if you're, if you're looking for those better-sized fish, I know uh, Rodney Sakamoto was there. He spent a week. And it seemed like every day, every lake they went to, they were catching nice, big quality fish. Um, you know, from Convict Lake up to Intake Two, uh, over Virginia Lake up to Bridgeport. You know, even Crawley. I mean, Crawley's putting out on some good fish. You know, guys are still getting them on flies. You know, they're still getting them trolling. You know, of course, and then they're also getting them soaking. You know, night crawlers and or earthworms. Well, Crawley's you closed, know, brother. Thing. Crawley closed oh, on the thirty first. Yeah, or the thirtieth. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the first one, man. Okay. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, it's been really good fishing up there. Um, you know, like I said, you got to about to the 15th where most of the bodies of water up there close. Um, but right now it's it seems like the bigger fish are definitely showing up to eat. So you got 10 days um, to get there, it done. Yep, yeah. yep, a few more days. And from there going a little bit more north uh, and maybe one state over, I know Ben's been here, you know, a lot of times, Pyramid Lake. Pyramid Lake, the fishing has been really, really, really good. Guys on boats are getting them. They're starting to show up for the guys on the shore, you know, sitting there on the ladders all day, um, you know, with their fly rods. You know, uh, a lot of spoon action is going on right now, uh, typically with the Lahotian cutthroats. You know, guys are using those bigger spoons, um, you know, to throw out there. They're almost like a, a half an ounce, even an ounce. Yeah, and the, the, the Sierra spoons. The Sierra spoons yep. are super popular over there right now. And then the colors to look at over there are like frog, um, chartreuse, chartreuse in yellow, things that they can see. But um, the spoon fishing's been nuts. Like this time of year, what ends up happening is a lot of guys, the fish will congregate and you're going across the lake, you're going to different places, you're going to geyser, you're going to places to find these groups of fish before they disperse to hit the banks. And uh, a couple of my buddies that were up there for the opener, I mean, it didn't sound like it was real. They were catching like 80 fish a day between two guys, and they were up to like, you know, 16, 17 pounds. So that, if you haven't done that, you have to put that in your log to do it sometime. Because coming up, February, March, February, March is real good. So, it's just so cold up there, Mac. I die. I was just up in Mammoth fishing for those bigger fish, and it literally blew 50, and it snowed on me. So, oh, I was yeah. about done. I was like, forget <laughs> it. And then I left there, and I went somewhere else, and I was like way more happy. So, um, those guys that are up there fishing, those are core anglers that are catching those big fish. And those yeah, are the guys usually, the, and those are the guys that usually get the job done. You, know, yeah. you got to put in the time. All right. Well, listen, unbelievable. Okay, excellent fishing. Um, Pyramid Lake. You said March is good, right? Yeah, all that stuff. I well, mean, you and I celebrate October, something in March. October, the opener is phenomenal, right? But uh -huh. there are so many people there 
that it gets, you know, it disperses. Let's go celebrate our birthdays. In in March, it would be good. Well, if they got a honeymoon suite still, we'll go for sure. You just wear that nice dress and we'll we'll head up (laughs) on up there. Blue dress. Blue dress. And you know what? We'll bring Mac with us with no teeth. He's going to be a good dude to hang out with. Oh, yeah. No no teeth, Mac. Toothless Andrew. The toothless wonder. All right. Well, listen, um, let me just take you to Lake Elsinore. We've got to look at Lake Elsinore, bud. And Lake oh, Elsinore, yeah, yeah, Lake Elsinore. I uh, just want to remind everybody that the Mariachi Fest has been rescheduled. It'll be this coming Friday, the 11th. Okay, we'll be there at Diamond Stadium. Okay, and partying, doing a conga line for the Mariachi Fest, and then on the 12th, they have a taco fest. Okay, so November 12th, uh, from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. So what's going to happen is. I'm going to be at Accurate from 9 to 2, and then just go down the 15, okay? And uh, from 3 to 7, go to Taco Fest at Lake Elsinore. It sounds like you got a wired. I like it. It's only about a 15, 15-20 minute drive from there, so it looks good. So uh, a lot of things happening at Lake Elsinore, um, and... Make it make it happen. Just make it happen. We'll be there next Friday night. I know there's something there's a uh, something going on at Diamond Stadium tonight. Do you know what's going on, Andrew? This is I, I, I this, do not. This is see. This is I, I, this is why you're the earthworm. Okay, I believe there's a concert going on there tonight um, at Diamond Stadium. I will get more information and give it to you shortly. Okay, but um, for the meantime, next Friday night, Mariachi Night at Diamond Stadium. It's been rescheduled from uh, two weeks ago. Uh, they're expecting over four thousand people there, so uh, make sure we make sure we get there, okay? And then uh, that next morning we'll do, and we'll talk about this. The accurate. What are you calling it? Talk tackle day. Uh, it's, it's an open. It's an open house. Open you know? house. Yeah, we'll just call it an open house, and it's it's to benefit. Basic. It's memorial for Jack. I mean, Jack loved that stuff, so. All we're doing is we're going to have some people go through some tours through the facility. We're going to have um, our buddies there. Angler Chronicles will be there. Ospin will be there. Clear Choice Lures. Um, Chad will be there with Hookup Bates. Danny Wade's doing a seminar. So yeah, That's the one I'm looking forward to, Danny Wade. Yeah, He's okay. talking today down at Fisherman's Landing. He's a regular celebrity going from one place to another every week. So. I love it. I love it. All right, so it'll be a, a great weekend there uh, off the 15. I love it. I think we're getting Jonathan calling in right now. We'll, we'll see if that's Jonathan. Uh, but, yeah, we, you've got Clear Choice, Opsin, PRH, Hookup Bates, Page, AO Coolers, yeah, Fishing Syndicate, and Angler Chronicles will exactly. all be there. So come by and see us, uh, chat. Uh, the one thing is, and I recommend you're giving tours of the facility, right? Well, we're they're sign up tours, and right now we we figured in two hours we filled eighty spots. So we ordered we opened fifty more spots. You know, so if you're trying to get in there and see how we make reels. Make sure that you get online as soon as possible to get you know get another shot at it. But it's uh, it's going fast. If you've never been there, Mac, you should show up. I'll make sure you get on one of those tours. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to take a shovel and dig them up. What do you think? <laughs> All right, listen, everybody, just hang on tight. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA, Anger Chronicles. We'll be right back. Cornered in fire, so break out the secrets. 
sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray-brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, it's Captain Dave Marciano here. I'm wicked excited to tell you about my new website, AngelicaSeafoods.com, where you can now order fresh local New England seafood shipped overnight right to your door. Go to AngelicaSeafoods.com. It's the Philadelphia Phillies versus the Houston Astros in Game 6 of the World Series. Coverage begins at 4 p.m. today here on AMA 30 KLAA, your home for the MLB playoffs. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA, the Zanger Chronicles. And, you know, we were talking about Lake Elsinore, and Lake Elsinore doesn't happen without Mr. Jonathan Oliver Skinner, the Director of Community Services. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, Ben. Morning. I haven't talked to Ben in forever. I know. Well, Ben, Ben, Ben's been in hiding. He's been uh, traveling all over the place. We're going to get on the second hour. We'll put... Uh, him on the spot and uh, have him tell us all about all his travels. He's been 
I mean, from Cabo to Nova Scotia to, I don't know, Thailand to uh Yeah, that's where I saw Jonathan Fiji. in Thailand. It was amazing. We yeah. had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you two. All right, you two. All right, Jonathan, what's up, buddy? Yeah, so um want to let you know about tonight. Actually, we don't have a concert, but there's there's we actually have MMA fights that oh. are happening. Um Eight Fight League um, is a is a group that has uh, professional MMA fighters down uh, down our way, and actually, it's the owner of McFly's um, Clothing, which is on Main Street. And so we we've been working with them through um, Launch Point. Uh, actually, some of the fighters stayed at Launch Point over the last couple of weeks, and we got some some nice clips and everything. But um, the the fights. Uh, the doors open tonight at four o'clock. The first fight starts at uh, five, and the headliners are, are, are a little later, like at six. Uh, people are able to get tickets if they go to um, eightfightleague.com um, or sspmaa.com. Janelle and I got our tickets, and we're going to be heading down there. We're pretty excited. Okay, about Ben, it. we should be doing an exhibition match. Dude, I am telling you, like, I've been around MMA a lot because my buddy Terry Trumbleclock on the King of the Cages, and it is brutal. Okay, well, see, like, right now this is perfect. So we'll bring Ron, okay, who's nursing his hip, and I'll take Ron on. Okay. Oh, that'd be interesting. I, that's okay. why I heard a sip in the first place. You no, 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 no. On. I said, look, people have, have accused me of pushing Ron. And I would just say this: If I was going to do it on purpose, I would have broken his neck. Not I his think hip. I think you need WWE, WWE, because you guys don't like to fight the way these you guys need like WD to fight. Forty, bro. You guys just jumping around on each other—that's a different deal. I, I, I've heard your joints. You need WD forty. Okay. All right. That sounds like a lot of fun tonight. You know, I was looking at the ad, but I couldn't tell what it was. So it's MMA tonight. Yeah. That's so cool, dude. That's so cool. The, I love the diversity of what you guys are doing at Lake Elsinore. I mean, we're going from mariachi to Taco Fest to uh, MMA fighting. That's so cool. So cool. Yeah. Dia de los Muertos. We had that last weekend. Dia de los Muertos, right. So nice. They built uh, 25-foot-tall Trina dolls. That they put at uh, the uh, cultural center, mm-hmm. and we had thousands of people that, that came downtown. It was it was amazing. And you know, as we go forward, you mentioned Taco Fest, and, and and we actually have a a professional cornhole group that's going to be offering cornhole. We actually already have uh, 50 participants that are are, are going to be throwing up there at McPicker next weekend. And uh, and you talked about Mariachi Fest. Did and you? Yeah, we're sold over almost uh, 3,500 to 4,000 tickets. Wow. Did you see see on the news, I think it was not yesterday, but it was the day before, the night before, I was watching 10 o'clock news, and they went from people cheating and fishing with the- To cornhole, yes. To cornhole. Did you see that? I was just like, they had this whole thing on how everybody's cheating in sports right now, and I was like, wow. And then at the very end, they had cornhole where these people are using lighter- no, no, it's lighter the way, bags. It's the way that they. It's the way they clean the bags. They're dry cleaning no, the bags. No, but they're also lighter. Lighter, yeah. Yeah, so they can mm-hmm. stick on the board a little bit better. Oh man! And get through the hole and stuff. It's a. It's really a travesty when they're they're taking, you know, great wholesome sports like fishing and cornhole, and you you got to cheat in order to win. That's 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 not the way to go. 
No. 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 And to me, to me, that just that that downturn in life just I don't I don't know if we grew up where the ethics were so strong, but I remember it's like, hey, you know what? You make a pitch, you pick your pitch and you throw it and no one's sitting behind you trying to figure out your signs, right? You know, I'm just trying all these things right now have me really confused on where things are going. Like people wanna wanna catch and they wanna win and they wanna do this and it's just like, you know what, if you're gonna do it, do it the right way. You know, there's not too many Kevin Van Dams around no more. So we can go down we can go down That's a long road, isn't it? <laughs> but um yeah, uh, so you know, once we get done with November, we get into December and we get to, to Winterfest, and, and uh, we have some really great things planned for, for Winterfest. It's December third, and then we have our breakfast breakfast breakfasts with Santa, uh, and they're done at the fire station. So there's a lot of stuff going on in, in Lake Elsinore. Um, I can't wait till um, you know hear from Ben and, and his uh, fishing expeditions. I, I Got to go out with Sergio and um, and Steve Carson, which was really exciting. And you know, I, I have that uh, I have my 500 narrow that I uh, got from you, Ben. Uh, it was a, a lot of fun. Uh, so I can't wait to hear about what's happening. Uh, yeah, but he, he, here's the problem, Jonathan. And then I'll tell you what. I congratulate you on catching your first. Uh, Donkey's talking smack to but the guy. Did, Come on. But, but he didn't eat the heart, dude. I didn't see him eat the heart. You know what? Sergio, I've never seen Sergio eat a heart or a sardine or nothing, so don't worry about it. I have that. eaten the heart. I ate the heart of my first tuna. Okay, so what we're going to do is you cut yellowfin. So when you catch your first bluefin, since you didn't eat the heart of the yellowfin, you got to eat the eyeball He's already of the caught bluefin. bluefin. Huh? He's already caught bluefin. Have you caught bluefin before? I have not caught bluefin. Oh, dude, yeah. come on! I was trying to back you up here. But I, I, I'll admit, I can't. I, I haven't caught it yet. That's what you guys are here for. Yeah, we gotta get. get I, a, I just remember, you wear sticky gloves because you don't want to be launch point. <laughs> Wait, Willie! Oh my goodness! Uh, but uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so much stuff going on in Lake Elsinore. Um, our email, our website address is www lake-elsinore.org and give me a call at the office well, 651-674-124 Jonathan don't go anywhere because we've got a caller you want to uh, queue up this next caller I can't see the gentleman's name uh, Joe this is Joe he's had a question about Lake Elsinore good morning Joe hey, yeah I remember about 20 years ago or a little bit more we used to catch trout out of that place trout? out of Lake Elsinore trout Okay, Jonathan, you want to answer that question? Yeah, we. I've been there for the last eight years, and, and at least several years before me, uh, they were telling me we hadn't loaded trout in there because of the the, the, the heat of the water and the shallowness of the lake. Uh, we work with uh, the Department of Fish and Wildlife, and at one point in time, we had talked to them about it, and their concern was that the lake is shallow and the lake is warm, and that they wouldn't last through a typical trout season. So rather than putting money towards that, we put money towards fish that have been successful in the lake. Why don't you mention some of the species that you've uh, stocked the lake with? Well, thank you for that, Sergio. I will. Um, Catfish, bass, 
bluegill, red ear sunfish, uh, crappie, and just over the last several years, white. And uh, that's where our, our main uh, money has, has really gone. We've done over $30,000 a year in just wipers. We have to get them from out of state, and they have to be certified by Department of Fish and Wildlife that they're there. Let this show. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so anywhere from 30,000 to 50,000 uh, fingerlings per year have been in there. Um, you know, I was down at the lake yesterday. Unfortunately, we still have that, that algae bloom. Uh, the lake is down. Um, we uh, haven't had any serious rain for, for a while. And so, Sergio, the, the places where we would do the uh, kids' fishing dirt, we would uh, wear got a lot of shoreline now because uh, don't have the rain but we're looking very forward to this next week getting some rain and then having a wet season yeah no trout all right yeah, yeah go ahead i don't remember trout no there was trout in there when i was little How? like there was trout in there when i was little long i'm talking 70s that's half a century ago yeah well then the yeah, 70s was but you know what the reason being is you guys got to remember that um, I'm not talking global warming, but there there has been a, a real move with just our weather, and it's getting warmer and warmer and warmer and warmer. And when you're talking in the 70s, that's when you had regular rainfall. That's when you had regular seasons. You know, so, I mean, I do remember trout and Elsinore when I was a little kid because my dad would talk about it. So that was a long yeah. time ago. I mean, talking yeah. 50 years ago. But, Joe, I think what we're trying to tell you is, um, you know, given the changes, given the climate that we have right now, uh, it's just not sustainable to put trout in the lake because it's shallow and it's also, uh, it gets too warm. Okay, I mean, it gets very, very warm, and that's uh, not a place where the trout can, can hang. However, that'd be good food for the largemouth bass. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I'm telling you, there, you just heard it, DVL and a lot of these other lakes. If you're looking to go trout fishing, there's plenty of trout all around you here. Yeah. All right, Joe? I do like the lake, though. It's I a great a lake. And I'll tell you what, make sure you visit Launch Point. Launch Point is just simply the one of the most beautiful places I've seen. As far as lakes and launch ramps, I mean, Ben, that's amazing. Dude, I had a great time people watching. I'm sure Jonathan's down there every weekend watching that. That's a crack up. Yeah. No, you know, that's an awesome spot to be. Yeah, I mean, you got airstreams, you've got yurts. You remember yurts? No, it's utes. Utes. Yeah. The yurts. That's Ron's um, favorite thing. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a great place to be. Thank you, Joe. Hey, thanks a lot. All right, take care. Well, Jonathan, that was well-timed. You got to get the answer to the yeah, question. And I, I personally don't remember a time that there was uh, uh, trout there. Dude, you got to remember, I grew up at Canyon Lake, and it's mm -hmm. right next to Elsinore. Right. And we would, my dad was on both lakes all the time. So I do remember that, but it, I'm, again, I hate to mention it, that's 50 years ago. That's why I said okay. half a century ago. Yeah. Thanks. Ben, were there ever any trout in, uh, in Canyon Lake? Yeah. They put them in there, too. Oh. So, I mean, the things that go back, people will go back and go, what I think is funny is that people only remember, like, the last 10 years. And, uh, like, we talk about bluefin. People go, well, they think the bluefin have been here forever. There was lots of years where we were trying to catch bluefin on 12-pound, and the big bluefin was 30 pounds. So there's things have changed, and there has, 
the one thing I always tell say, say say to everybody about fishing, and I'm not saying this about trout or nothing else, but fishing is a circle. History repeats itself, and what was popular at one point will be popular again. So it's uh it's mega mates. It, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty pretty amazing thing, but. Yeah, I it's I actually started fishing in the '60s at Canyon Lake. Wow, that's terrible, huh? Yeah, Jonathan, you I weren't even born, born I don't think, right? I wasn't born. <laughs> I was six. I was six, uh, born in '63, so. Oh, I got you a few. Yeah. '63. You're Three. old, dude. Sergio's the same age know. as me, so don't even go. Don't let him go. No, there. no, I was born in '83. Yeah, whatever. '83, <laughs> maybe. '83. Yeah, I got married yeah. in '86. I was three years old when Rhonda married me. Uh-huh. Took me right out of the cradle. <laughs> Sergio, you got married when I was born. Yeah. You better. Earthworm, you know what? Earthworm, be very, oh, very careful. Earthworm. You're gonna go. Deeper Why and do you deeper. call him Earthworm, dude? Come on, the guy's a okay, superstar now. He's you, got one by his name. Okay, so you and I happened yeah. to be at Salmon Falls, and we had I the know. totem pole I was there. there. I was and there. That's how it originated. So he is our resident Earthworm. Salmon Falls. Woo. That was good stuff. That was fun. All right, everybody, hang on tight. We'll be right back. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. Raiders football lives here on AMA 30 KLAA. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Your silver and black play here on AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome 
Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA, and this is Angler Chronicles. And Jonathan, is there anything else that you want to share with us, my friend? No, I'm just uh, really excited to, to hear what's up with Ben and, and try to get back on the on the, on the the boat with you, uh, Sergio, because that was a lot of fun. Um, I know this weather's kind of kicking our butt right now, but looking forward to, to sharing a rail, rail with you soon. I appreciate that, brother. I, I sincerely do. Okay, we had a good time on the, on the trip, and um, hope to do it with hope to do it with you again soon. All right. Well, we'll see you at Mariachi Fest and Winterfest. You got it, brother. All right, Jonathan okay. Oliver Skinner, Director of Community Services at Lake Elsinore. Very good. Well, something's happening here. Do you hear that? I know, Ben, you've been away for a while, but... Is it Christmas already? I'm oh, sorry. But you know Yo, what happened? VIP. we got to call the VIP. Let's kick it. He's got to kick it. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mr. Steve Phelps from Long Beach Sport Fishing. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. How's everyone doing? Good. How are you doing, brother? Good. Thanks. Thanks. I'm actually at the landing this morning, guys, uh, putting out the mighty victory. I'm on Saturday schedule temporarily. Uh, so we'll start with the victory today, guys. Uh, both Captain Phil and Captain George have been doing excellent in the deeper water. Uh, they're going outside fishing anywhere from 300 to actually up to 600 feet, loading up on a quality quality rockfish, uh, majority of them big chilies and, and reds, a few chuckles. Really, really good fishing, and then he's been heading inside, or they have been heading inside and finishing their day on, you know, on the white fish, sheephead, stuff like that. It's been really good fishing, guys. It's either been sack limits or close to sack limits every day for the victory. Uh, victory departs every day at 6 a.m. and returns about 4 o'clock, and they, we still have that, that low price of $80 per person and still only limited to 40 anglers. Very cool. In fact, I want to just make mention, since we're at it, November 10th, which is Thursday, okay, we've got the victory for a fundraiser for Fishers of Men, West Coast. So what we're doing is we didn't have a Taco Tuesday in October, so we're having a Taco Thursday on the boat, on the victory. So we're going to raffle off uh, a rod. We're going to do a lot of raffles on the boat and raise some money to take uh down to the East Cape, buy some shoes, take them down there. It's just a fantastic event, and i um, hoping everybody can get on it. This is this Thursday. It was rescheduled from last week because of the weather, and i um, hoping you can get on. Call Ron at 714-969-9750. I'll go to West, um, Fishers of Men West Coast. Org, I think it is. Um, check them out uh, and get on this trip. It's really, really a good trip. Okay, so that's on the victory this coming Thursday, and uh, all 100% of the proceeds are going to uh, Fishers of Men West Coast. All right, uh, go ahead, uh, Steve. Sorry for that, but you were talking about the victory. No, that's all good. I was going to mention that trip, that rescheduled trip. Um, glad you guys are uh, rescheduled it for next week. All right, so let's uh, let's switch over to the, the El Dorado. Captain TJ's been, you know, doing really well. Um, he's been picking away offshore and then going uh, into the shallows and loading up on the big quality rockfish. Uh, don't forget, guys, we do switch over to San Nicolas Island uh, shallow water rockfish schedule November 16th. Um, we've had a lot of guys asking about it, so we are switching over uh, November 16th till the end of the year. We will be on shallow water rockfish uh, schedule. 
And also, don't forget the big news. Uh, December 1st starts our annual buy one, get one uh, on the uh, El Dorado. And what you're going to do is you're going to prepay for a ticket online when you go to check in the evening of your trip. Uh, we will hand you a uh, 2023 pass for the El Dorado. And those are weekday trips only, guys, weekday trips only. And they're actually starting to fill up. So uh, jump on the website for actually either boat, longbeachsportfishing.com. Uh, click book online. If you have any questions, just give us a call at 562-432-8993. Sounds like a plan. All right. I know you're working right now, so just go have at it. Thank you so much, Steve, for uh, everything you do, keeping us posted. It's very important. Very, very yep. important. Okay. Oh, man. I know. I, I know. But Ben's giving me the eye. That's technical difficulties. Okay. All right. All right. I wanted to get you out, you know, with. With that, yeah, you should have seen the face Ben gave me. Oh my lord, I think I'm gonna die now. The heart, heart's bleeding. All right, thank you, uh, Steve. Uh, Steve Phelps from Long Beach Sport Fishing, home of the victory and the El Dorado. Which, by the way, we had an unbelievable two and a half day. Ben, we went, we got everything from bluefin to monster lingcod all at the same time. That's awesome. And Yellowtail the Boot, and uh, it was a lot of fun. All right. What I want to do now is I want to switch it up, okay? And um, you've been gone for a long time, and it's time to pay you the dues. Excuse me. And tell us where you've been, because you, you've been gone. You've been gone. Yeah, I haven't gone for a while. Okay. So what I'd like to do from here to the end of the hour, and the end of the next hour, too, the whole show, is let's let's go through. You've been to some really exciting places, and I want you to share with everybody where you've been, what you've been doing. Also, uh, you can catch up with all of us next Saturday at Tackle Day at Acura. What's the address? Eight oh seven East Park Ridge Avenue, Corona, California. It's right off the ninety one in Maine, right? Ah, uh, you get off at Maine. No, and, yeah, Maine. Yeah. But you can also get uh, off uh, off the fifteen too. You're going to see if you look if you're going. North on the 15, and you look to your left, you'll see a big uh, you a flag. That's accurate, accurate. The logo will be written underneath the flag. Very cool, very cool. All right, so uh, just throw out. we got about five minutes before the end of the first hour. Throw out some of the places you've been in the last six months. Well, I started, I think I started this whole thing. Um, <laughs> I, I switched from tuna. Uh-huh. And went over and started fishing the trout again. So I was up, I was up doing that for a while, and um, had phenomenal. I actually have usually I take my boat up and I park it at Crawley and I'll fish out of Crawley. And uh, what I did is I hooked up with a friend up there and did some more gorilla bank walking stuff and caught for the first time caught some trout, you know, probably just under eight pounds doing that with some special lures and. It was insane. So I mean, the the amount of fishing that's going on, or that was going on up in um, up in Mammoth and that whole region with the lakes, it was really really good. Like Mac was saying earlier, you better answer the phone. It's, I, I know. think it's Rhonda. Yeah. Rhonda, is it you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Danny. It's Danny. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that was one thing that was uh, probably phenomenal. Is just uh, the fishing wasn't that great at crawley this year i didn't really have that good of a time up there like i normally do i had some nice fish but 
learning the other lakes and i guess the thing that i would throw out there is that um there's a lot of things around you that you don't really pay attention to because you're caught up in one thing but the by the fishing being a little bit subpar for me you know the the the, the guys that were fishing fly were doing well midgeting and stuff but i don't do that I ended up going up to some of the other lakes and found my way up there and saw, I had one weekend where probably caught, you know, 60 really quality fish in like three days up there. And it just opened my world to a completely different thing. So that's how I started the whole thing. And then literally that week, I went from that weekend, I went down to to, um, Cabo San Lucas and I was down there for um, Jack's Memorial um, Marlin Tournament. We had a ball down there, um, lots of marlin. There was some tune up to like over a hundred pounds, um, all sorts of stuff. You know, just really, really, really fun stuff. And we came back from the Mexico thing, and I turned around and went right back up to Crawley again and did that. And this time I didn't really get up to the others because I had never been up there when the wind blew fifty miles an hour it was and cold. it started snowing. Yeah, so ended up. Focusing on crawly, catching a bunch of fish on crawly, on hookup baits and some other jigs, and had had a heck of a time. And then I think the thing that you're alluding to that you want to go into is that I went from crawly and the falling. And I'm talking about I'm coming home and on on Wednesdays I'm leaving the next Wednesday to go places every time. Mm-hmm. I went to Nova Scotia to go fish the giant bluefin tuna. And I hadn't been up there in 20-some-odd years and got up there. And it's... Well, it's 2 pounds to 200 pounds. Uh, it's it's <laughs> a, such a... It's hard to explain to people what that's like. It's actually like going to, to North Carolina and going in, you know, just a very rural spot... And they have a place there called North Lake, which is a sound that's in between Nova Scotia and Prince Edward Island. But it's it's surrounded by it's surrounded by landmass that has a strait further out, and these fish come in there to spawn to do whatever they're doing in there. But when you get there at this time of year, uh, their stuff's all like. 500 to 1200 pounds yeah and and you know what and i want to get into that okay we've got about uh less than a minute before yeah, yeah. we c- kill the hour and we'll come back we'll talk to the sheriff he'll tell us what's on t on tv tomorrow yeah. but yeah the uh, what i want i want i really want to hear these adventures this is something that we yeah. all want to do you got to do Okay, so we want to check it out. All right, folks, hour number one is in the books. We're going to take a short break here. Short break here. Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLIA. We'll be right back. Took my first breath where the muddy grasses spills into the Gulf of Mexico. Welcome back to hour number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles. Hour number two is coming up. Ben, when you hear this song, it means one thing and one thing only the sheriff. That's right, the sheriff, the jig slinger himself. 
is up at bat. So without further ado, at the 50-yard line, because this is Raiders. You like that? Raiders Radio, AMA 30 KLA, Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Sheriff. Hey, good morning, Sergio. Nice to, nice to hear you in the studio. I'm glad you're getting over your cold there, man. That's, this that's, one was uh, a butt kicker. Good. I'll tell you, this one really, really was a hard one. I don't know what happened. Went, uh, I guess, the two day and a halfs back to back. That'll wear you down a little bit, you know, and it just got to me, and I'm just trying to get a little bit better here. It's all good. But well, I got my what, buddy here in, in studio. I got my buddy in studio well, here. Well, listen, Ben, I wanted to say hello to Ben. It's nice to hear you back in studio, Ben. Thanks, um, man. It's, it's nice to be back. I, I'm sure it is. You know, um, I want to hear more about your. Uh, your ventures there, you know. I, I want to get out of the way real quick here, real quick, Sergio. Nachos Barge, uh, for those fishing out of Long Beach, whether you're fishing out of Long Beach Sport Fishing or Pier Point Landing or Private Boat or Nachos Barge, for those fishing out of Orange or L.A. County are loaded with live squid for the weekend. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of squid at Catalina right now, so I look for that to happen uh, for a while. So that's that's good. Anyway, Ben, um, yeah, nice to hear about the places you've been. You know, you were talking about Crowley and how cold it can get. I know it can, but I, I, I got lucky. I filmed many trout openers over the years with Ronnie Kovac at Crowley and uh, and Convict. And you know what? We we always had good weather. I mean, seventy degree temperatures, and so I really, really got lucky for late April there. You know, and as far as uh, Nova Scotia. I've never, I've never filmed in Nova Scotia. I didn't, didn't, didn't get that far north. But we did film uh, uh, some uh, things with uh, Dennis Braid in Massachusetts for the Big Blue Fin. So anyway, um, looking forward to hearing more about your uh, your ventures, their adventures there, Ben Sergio. I want to tell you right away. I know you weren't born in 1983 because that's when. My daughter Rachel was born. Well, Rachel <laughs> so, and I are twins. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No, that is not true. That's that your your daddy. True. Your daddy. Daddy yeah, Danny. Right, 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 right. Double D. Right. Right. And, on. and Andrew hey, Mack is my little brother. He's, he's just a couple years apart. <laughs> I wonder if Ben could. I just have one question. We'll get right into the tomorrow's a very important uh, episode. You know, the, I, I just read here where. The DFW started the new 365-day license. Exactly when does that start? I mean, does that start now or after the first year? What's the deal on that, Ben? Do you know, Danny? Danny, you can buy you can buy your license on November 15th. That's when they start, um, but they don't go active until January 1st. Okay, okay, all right. Because that's uh, you know that's been a long time coming. How about uh, local rock fishing? Uh, where can we find, uh, you know, the the new regs in layman's terms? You go to the Fish and Game Wild their website. Oh my God, it's 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 like uh, you got to be a Philadelphia lawyer to understand some of this stuff. Well, Andrew, but, uh, that's up that's up your alley. So why don't you answer that question? Yeah, yeah. Please. So basically, it, it it's still not set in stone yet. Um, they did have their meeting uh, the end of October up there in Lake Tahoe, um, but 
from what I understand is that everything pretty much is going to go through because it's already on the paper. It's just not set in stone. But as of right now, uh, Rockfish is going to be closed from this, uh, January 1st until April 1st uh, down here. So you'll be able to open up uh, April 1st, and then it closes again on September 15th. But they have some special regulations past that, that you're allowed to go 600 feet and so on for black cod and a couple other things. Um, but before that, during the season, uh, it's going to be pretty much unlimited depth. Uh, during the rockfish season, um, you're still only allowed two hooks. Uh, cow cod are still going to be protected, so you have to, you know, use a descending device uh, to get rid, of, uh, to let those go safely. Um, but all the cow cod protection a- areas, like Santa Barbara Island and all around those areas, are still going to be limited to the special depth of 220 feet. Uh, but again, all that's not set in stone yet. It's just talked about on paper and. I would say 95% going to be approved. Uh, once it is, they will release the official announcement, you know, with the DFG. Um, but for the most part, that pretty much sums it up. In other words, All Danny, and charge the battery up for the electric reel. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, Sergio and Andrew, you know, even with an electric reel, and I love my uh, my electric reel. Even with electric reel, you're fishing seven, eight hundred feet of water, even five or six hundred feet, uh, with only two hooks. I mean, that's a long way to come back up just to check your bait. Oh my God, that's that's uh, that's crazy. But anyway, it is what it is. I guess I I don't know. I you know Sergio and I, Andrew, we do a lot of rock fishing uh, during the winter out of Freedom Boat Club, and uh, well, maybe the spring, I should say. Well, uh, all the way up to the first of the year. But it's going to take some getting used to, I, and and uh, I, I hope it's. I just hope it's easy to understand. You know, easy to understand. Well, anyway, uh, thanks for the information, Sergio. Let's get right to our show for tomorrow. You know, next uh, Friday, of course, to November 11th is Veterans Day, and you know, w- one thing I'm really proud of about Angler Carnegie's. Not only have we supported, and especially you and Ron, Sergio charities like the shoe giveaway la firefighters and tuna wars captain Rawls kids and see there's a list the list goes on fish for life but veterans so many veterans organizations we just ran the operation anna kappa from uh from oxnard and uh, probably going to run this heroes on the water again real soon maybe even next week but this weekend battle of the branches sergio Starting tomorrow morning at eight thirty. So I'm going to let you talk about that one a little bit with uh, with uh, Joe and, and the things that you did and accomplished on that. Uh, that's well. I mean, we, we didn't really do anything episode. other than support this uh, great cause. And basically, what they did is we've got five boats out of San Diego, uh, one branch of gov- of the, the military in uh, on each boat. So we had Army, Navy, Air Force. Uh, Marines and the Coast Guard all represented and it was basically take them out for a day Um, biggest fish took the honors just bragging rights that's all it really was and uh, what was nice is we had active military veterans Um, you know we had wounded wounded 
veterans, and we also had Gold Star families. That, that was new. And um, got, a, got a chance to spend the day out with these people and um, just give them a day of, of peace, a, a day of, uh, of a smile. You know, um, when they smile, they don't suffer from PTSD and all the other issues. And it's just, just a, I don't know, just a little grain of, what do you got, grain of salt or grain of sand that we can put in there that we can do. And um, I wish I could tell you we did more, but we just covered it. We just covered what they do and um, give up our time to uh, make sure they have a good time. That, that's basically it. Yeah, well... Uh, the, the episode itself turned out real well. A lot of bottom fish, and the, the skippers did the, their best to put them on fish and did a good job. And I, I know they all enjoyed it, you know, all branches of the of the armed forces. I'm a veteran myself, and I really appreciate this. Uh, this well, you know, let me send so anyway, kudos. Sir. Let me take kudos to the Taft family, uh, Chuck and Steve. We were on the legend with Steve Taft, the captain. And um, we also have the Ocean Odyssey in play here. Rick did a fantastic job. Uh, he had the Marines, I believe the Marines on his. So uh, because, you know, um, uh, Dina's a Marine. So uh, it, it, it's perfect. So uh, it, it was just a fantastic thing. It allows us to give back. And we love that. Yeah, I know we do. And uh, it's a great episode, Battle of the Branches. And it will air tomorrow morning at 8.30 a.m., Valley Sports West, and five times uh, during the week. So you'll have to check uh, local listings there. Sergio and Ben. All right. Thank you, Danny. See you, Danny. Okay. You guys have a great weekend. All right. Take care, buddy. All right. Danny Jackson, producer of Angler Chronicles. Okay. So we went to break, and I said, I want to hear more about your escapades. I like that. Escapades. Okay, I mean, I've seen you uh, ice skating, so that's part of the uh-huh. ice capades, escapades. Andrew, you should see him in a tutu. He looks beautiful. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. all good. No, but um, we talked about some of your trout, and then I know you were in the East Cape. Uh, what were you in the East Cape for? The memorial for Jack Nielsen. We had a memorial tournament. Lynn Rose ran a memorial tournament for Jack Nielsen, and it was fun. And a lot of fish were caught. Everybody had a great time. Um, lots of marlin. And sailfish. I saw some sailfish, too. I mean, a little bit of everything. And then. Um, but Jack Nielsen, for people that don't know, that's the twins' dad. That's the twins' dad. He was the one that originally started it. Well, he was the one that took over accurate grinding in the early days in Los Angeles from his father-in-law and was partners with his brother-in-law. And then the twins actually were working in there trying to figure out what was up, just learning the business, and had an idea to come up with a reel, and they created the twin drag reel. So um, the twins in the age probably like 25 years old figured that whole thing out and and through that time i think that was in like they figured out the first twin drag reel was in 99 so it's been around for a long time but before that they were building gaffs and they did all the accu plates for all the squid pen squitters and all that stuff so guilty i had those the accu plates yeah they've Mm -hmm. been around for a long time doing things but in fact you guys made an accu plate for a a sea line for the 50 was it see i wasn't around then yeah so i mean i'm old but i wasn't around i was those days i was doing something else i was Mm -hmm. at um afco 
probably selling clothes and roller guides. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, yeah. So, so Jack was the dad. Okay. Yeah, Jack he was passed the dad. away about two years ago, three years ago? Three years ago on Christmas Day. Terrible. Oh, okay. So yeah. um, they did this in, in his honor. And if yeah. uh, for folks that the East Cape, you say Jack Nelson, they know who he is. He was a staple down there. Yeah, Los okay. Barrelis and uh, him and Rodriguez, Mark yeah. were really good friends that ran all the boats down there. So it's... Um, it's too early. He didn't have to go that early, I don't think. But it's really important to keep your, an eye on your health, everybody, and just make sure that you stay, you know, healthy and sound in your head. Yeah, man. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. We'll be right back. Radio. AMA 30. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Freedom Boat Club, Huntington Harbor, San Pedro, Redondo Beach, Marina Del Rey. Live a hassle-free boating experience, enjoying the very best sport fishing in all of Southern California. Center consoles, pilot houses, bow riders, duffies, and much more. Freedom Boat Club, from Ventura to San Diego, plus more than 350 locations worldwide. Call 657-339-2300. That's 657-339-2300. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Hi, I'm Captain Dave Marciano, and how would you like the freshest local New England seafood shipped to you overnight? No running around from store to store to find what you like. We have it here at AngelicaSeafoods.com. Everything from tuna, haddock, cod, clams, lobsters, scallops, we have it all. The finest seafood overnight to your door anywhere in the continental U.S. AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio. AMA 30. Welcome back, everybody, on Raiders Radio, AMA 30K, LAA, the Zangra Chronicles. And you know what? I've been called out. Why am I saying Angels and not Raiders? Well, my Raiders, Leilani, they're not doing too good right now, but um, it happens. It happens. We're just letting the rest of the NFL catch up, giving them a head start, and then we're going to come in strong. <laughs> uh, well, at least I like to think that. Okay. All right, folks. Uh, Ingrid Chronicles here, and like I said, we were talking to Ben. Uh, ben, you've been all over the place. Nova Scotia really, you know, piques my interest because I know the fish are huge. Um, is there any way that you could tell us the type of fish that you see, the size of fish, how do you catch them versus how we're catching them over here? So I'm very fortunate to, to be working at Accurate because a lot of times a lot of the trips take me into places 
you know, to look at product, try to figure out the product, the best product for the deal, go visit customers. And the whole thing with the twins is the twins are adventurers. They want to go and figure out the best fishing. So throughout the years, I've been like, you know, where's the best place you've been? Oh, let's go to Australia. I've taken my Australia. We've been to New Zealand. We've been through Malaysia. We've done, I mean, we've basically fished in all the key spots around the world. And they were asking me earlier, and it was probably a year ago, and they said, well, what was, what's the spot? And I said, it's Nova Scotia. If you want to go, we'll go. So this year, I put in January, I said, we're going to Nova Scotia this year. We're going to book and, you know, we'll see if we can get something in October. Well, before we go any further, yeah. tell people where Nova Scotia is. Okay, Nova Scotia is above, seriously, it's above Maine. So it's above Maine, and I believe it's below Newfoundland. So um, it's you're going to fly into Montreal, which is a six-hour flight from LAX. And then from Montreal, you hit a time zone, so you're three hours ahead. Then you're going to fly from Montreal to Charlottetown, which is on Prince Edward Island. So when you go to Charlottetown, now it's a four-hour difference, right? So when you get there in Charlottetown, Charlottetown's like being in the middle of North Carolina. I mean, there's it's beautiful, there's nice people, except your border is the, uh, is the ocean. So... All around you is the border. So what you're going to do from Charlottetown is there's a, a city called Surrey. And it's not really a city. It's a town that's in, um, I would say, northeastern. It's it's in northeastern Prince Edward Island. Okay? So people get confused with Nova Scotia and Prince Edward Island. Nova Scotia is going to be south and east of, of Prince Edward Island. You fly into Prince Edward Island travel to surrey and then what we did is we traveled to surrey and we fished with scott bruce and this is the cousin of bruce brothers mm -hmm. so you're going to hear bruce brothers is a very famous um two brothers that fish for giants well scott bruce's father is the one that basically figured out that charter fishery and his cousins are the bruce brothers so i fished with scott and Scott set me up, and if any of you guys want to do this, you can reach out to me, and you know, and, and I'll give you the information. But I, he set me up in a in a brand new house on probably three acres that overlooked the entire bay of Surrey, mm -hmm. and it's their tidal swings are really they're they've got to be six, seven, seven foot maybe. I don't think they're eight foot, but they're huge tidal swings. So you stay in Surrey, and every morning what you do is you're going to get up and. You drive through Surrey and get some coffee at, if anybody's ever been up there, it's called Tim Hortons. And it's it's a crack-up because you go in there and they call it, well, we'll meet you at Tim's. And I'm thinking, Tim's? Okay, Tim's. What's Tim's? I'm thinking it's a restaurant. Well, it's like going to McDonald's. Tim Hortons is sort of like a, a more step-down McDonald's type of deal. Mm -hmm. So you go in there every morning, do whatever. But the key, it's the local hangout. It's the local hangout. Mm -hmm. But the key, the key to the whole thing is just remember what I'm telling you. It's called North Lake. Is that is that lake that those things are in? And it's not a freshwater lake. Again, it's a, it's a, it's a sound. And they have North Lake and South Lake. Well, the fish this time of year at North Lake, and there's a harbor at North Lake. You go drive down there, and we'd get on the boat with Scott and and make our way out every morning 
And again, that weather up there is there's some weather even on even in North Lake, which is a nice place. It can get pretty snotty. But um, we got lucky. We got up there, and we were literally probably one of the last boats to fish the fishery. The only other guys that were out there were the commercial guys fishing the, them, and they've got tickets to take um, these giants. And you get out there, and it's just really – it's the trippiest thing about the whole thing is you get out there, and it was the same way I went there last time. You get out there, and you jig green mackerel, the same mackerel that we use here. So you jig mackerel, everything's a one-stop shop. You get out there, you jig the mackerel. It's very similar to what we did in Bay of LA. You jig the mackerel, and where you jig the mackerel, guess who's there? Those guys. So you get out there, you set up, and what they do is they set up drifts. And the way they drift things, it's pretty amazing the way they they figured out, but it's pretty basic fishing, is it's no deeper than 100 feet. It's between 60 and 100, and you're marking these big fish, right? And you put out, if it's 60 feet, you're probably going to do like 20 feet a liter, and then you put a rubber band. They take, instead of us, like we put sinkers, wherever else a lot of times, they're going through and, and fishing floats, but their floats are, are plastic bottles. So they take the, t- the head of a plastic bottle, and they wrap it with a rubber band, and they pop it over, and then you, and then you let it float. So you're fishing two off one side of the boat and then the wind's blowing right so on the other side you're fishing a kite and you have the kite you have one on top right so the one on top is maybe three feet underneath the water at most you know and you're watching everything and you set up and the the wildest thing is you're barely maybe two to three miles off the beach right and all this stuff is happening you you set everything up and the first day i sat with the twins the twins had never seen any of the bigger models and i've been very fortunate i fish with the marcianos i fish with policies i fish with you know a few people in north carolina i've caught a few of the bigger ones so it's like okay and my biggest thing was to show them something they had never seen and i just remember the first one that i mean i'm always watching rod tips she fish with me i can right. i know a bite before the bite happens normally because i'm watching the rod tips i'm paying attention so you see one of these rod tips bob and i said there's a fish on that rod and everybody's looking at me for a minute and they're like oh, what do you mean and i go start whining we whine we get this fish on the first run is i don't know third of the spool you're fishing 50 pounds of drag which is light to me for these things but remember when it takes a third what of size spool, reel 130s 130s and 80 wides wow so that's uh that's the heavy gear yeah and you're fishing and you're fishing no this is 130 unlimited these fish i mean the world record is it's 14.96 by mm-hmm. ken frazier right 14 96. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it hanging. It's, it's a big <clears throat> I mean, if you think about it. So we get this first one, Smokehouses, and Dave fights it probably, you know, the first thing I asked him, I go, you want to fight it in the chair? You want to fight it in the rod, in, in the rod holder? And then everybody's like, well, you know, maybe we'll do the chair. And it's not the twins. Like, we're talking to people prior, and I'm like, you obviously haven't caught these things before because in a chair, they're a nightmare. I mean, in, in the chair, you can't you can't maneuver like you can with a, a 360 rod holder right so we get the fish in the rod holder dave fights this thing and no matter what you think pulling on a fish like that you can't straight one you have to do a wicked tuna like pull pull down so 
that's been around forever. It's like the guys the guys in Nova Scotia have been fighting fish like that, or Prince Edward Island been fighting fish like that forever. <clears throat> so I fought this fish for about an hour, and I remember seeing it turn, and I saw it at color, and I was like, oh, this is a big one. And they're like, How, do you see it? And I go, yeah, I could see it pretty good. It was 100, I want to say it was 114 inches long. It was. It would have wow. dressed. I mean, in the round, if you would have hung it, it was probably seven fifty, probably seven hundred solid. You mm -hmm. know, and uh, just looking at it, it was just incredible. But if you guys, that's have a seen, Volkswagen. Oh yeah, if you've seen the posts of it with Dave sitting over the side of the boat with his hands doing the shaka and all that, it was really. Um, to me, it was like a really warm feeling to know that I was able to bring these guys to this place and we were able to catch what we came to catch. Because not only do they test, it tests the tackle, but it tests your endurance. Plus, you have to move quickly because they can run at the boat. They right. don't circle the same way that tunas circle. This is a completely different deal. Um, the thing that pretty much stands out in my head is that you're using 130. And your leader is 170, and the fish weighs seven, 800 pounds. Wow. All right, listen, I want to hear a little bit more about this. We're going to be right back on Raiders Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. And Andrew Mack, I will definitely wouldn't bring your green monster and two-pound test on these He could bring his trout to use for bait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. Radio. AMA 30. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat, out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 
Welcome back, everybody. You're on Raiders Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles, and I'm here with Mr. Ben Seacrest, who's saying that he texted me that picture. And look, Ben, I, have, I haven't got it. The last well, thing. what does my phone say? It says delivered. Okay, send it again. The last oh, thing I'm sorry. I got it was probably to Rhonda. I was talking to Rhonda back then. Oh, uh, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay. Well, anyway, um, unbelievable. The size of the fish that you're talking about, 700 pounds. Uh, Andrew Mack, I don't think your, blood, your green monster and two-pound test But you know what? Let it. me throw it this way. I'm not going to call it 700. It could have been 800. I'm not going to call it nothing because I still live by the premise of you, you don't it. weigh it, don't yeah. say it. So it was a nice fish. But well, it was, but you can tape it out, but, right? Well, we've, what we do is we measure them on the side of the boat. So you get them on the stern, and then we're able to hold. We have a, a device that goes in their mouth, and we're able to hold them straight, and we can see how long they are. But we had one fish. I got a fish that was, I think it was like, 100 it was probably 110 inch or something and they were looking at it and they were like this thing is a beast it was long but it was it was so big around that there's no way you could put your arms around it i mean it was just like huge so um the fishery itself when you look at the fishery using a relatively small and when i say relatively small you're probably using a 10 or 12 aught um, circle hook. You and mackerel, and you're hooking them in the back like we would hook mackerel in the back to fish on a kite. Right. And you're using a 170 pound leader. And so here's what I wanted to look at. You know, just to sell, tell you guys, their fishery up there. You'll be sitting there. You can hook one up or whatever, but you'll be sitting there. And if you pay attention and you look, you see them surfing through the waves. It is unbelievable to look at them. So we'll go through the waves. Don't get me wrong. Fish we have here are beautiful. They're awesome fish, and I've seen them. I've seen them surfing in the waves. You know, a couple hundred pounders surfing in the waves, doing that stuff. But imagine, guys, that we're seeing maybe a three hundred. We saw a four hundred. Imagine fish twice as big as that. It's completely mind blowing. But to me, when I when I was on this quest to take the twins. They're like, well, you're really on this because I've been on it for like three years and we were just so busy we couldn't do it. That's the last of the buffaloes. I mean, what what you're going to look at is you're looking at a species that in the 70s we probably have half that species. And they're talking at that species well, that it's actually flourishing, which is nice. But if you've never seen a big one, it's not a bad thing to go and check out, at least to go see it. And I was very fortunate this year. I went and fished with Dave Marciano, caught some with Dave. And, you know, when you look at the difference of the fisheries, you know, it's there's there's a lot of there's a lot of big fish in Gloucester, but up in that lake, their big fish are common fish. Right. Right? There's a lot of where, Six where, where was the world record caught? In, in that lake. In that North lake. lake. Well, what's the... Have you gotten <clears throat> close, any, close to it in the in the past few years? Uh, no, where I was, don't know. I mean, they don't... What These guys are selling them, so they're not telling people the weights. I mean, mm-hmm. when I say that, there's a commercial fishery that is flourishing, and then there's a charter fishery. And the charter fishery, for you to pull a tag... That means that if guy every year a guy gets two tags to kill fish, two, mm-hmm. he can catch a hundred of them, but he can only kill two. That tag normally you have to buy from the guy. 
just you're paying a thousand dollars extra to hang a fish so you could take a picture with it. So wow. to me, I like releasing everything. So we right. released all the fish, and now I'm telling you, when they when they're kicking and they take off, it's pretty much you know that they're good. But it's uh, that whole trip. What I'm trying to push across on people is that whole trip is it's all about doing something that you haven't done. I mean, I've I've been in a lot of places all around. The other place that would hit me very similar to that would be going to the Great Barrier Reef and fishing the ribbon reefs. You know, mm-hmm. fishing. You know, number fours, number fives, monster hole, lizard, that kind of stuff. That's a one in a lifetime experience. So set out in your life, you know, and figure out what your things are. And I was just talking to to um, Sergio, and I've been very fortunate. I'm getting older, and I'm looking at things, and I've done a lot of stuff, and I'm thinking, you know, wow, I, I've pretty much done everything I wanted to do that I can think of. I've been everywhere that I want to be. And he goes, don't. You're, you're being final. I'm not being final. I'm trying to find my next focus. My next focus, believe it or not, I think is just focusing on large brown trout, you know, fishing pyramid, you know, obviously still going tuna fishing and stuff. But, you know, after so many years of gaffing big fish and nice. pulling on things and having my back fused and both my shoulders operated on, I I, I want to figure out things that are smaller. The, in in um, North Lake this year, I had this fish that took every part of my brain and my body to try to just land a thing because you can sit there and let them run, but a lot of times what you end up doing with your left with your left arm, you're you're pulling and you're grabbing with your hand, you're pulling down to hold the fish. Your drag is your left hand. That's how you can hold on to the fish, and then you let him go and take line if you want. When he comes to the boat, you don't sit there and pound up on your drag lever. You start going slowly up with the lever, but you're using your hand to feel how much pressure he's putting on. It's amazing to feel the weight. And I'm fishing a 130 unlimited seeker rod, which is stiffer than you've ever believed with a big reel. It is it's pretty amazing. And I guess it's just the power, you know, you feel the power. Yesterday I was fortunate and I went fishing yesterday and caught like a four pound largemouth and <clears throat> The thrill to me was I had a spin rod and I was fishing six pound and I wasn't planning on catching a four pound largemouth. And I went crappie fishing to see if I could find some deep water crappie and hooking this fish. Anytime that you're out there, when it's happening, you have to open your senses and let it happen and enjoy that experience. I watched too many people go, oh, I wound it in. Now I'm either going to keep it or I'm going to let it go. Just enjoy the experience. That's sort of what you do with that 12-pound. It's on the 12-pound. I hate it, but you know what? You enjoy it because you enjoy the experience. Well, yeah, and that's why, you know, the bass rod, that fishing syndicate bass rod is like an extension of my arm. On 12-pound to 20-pound max, Yeah. Um, the things that I've done, it, it's all about the fulfillment, right? So. Yeah. What you get, you for example, now you're chasing a new dream. For me, it's been lately all I want is rooster fish. Yeah, that's the only fish that really is exciting me. Uh, when I go down there and just in the East Cape and just now, but you need to figure out something up here too. Like, well, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. get don't get me wrong. Oh, I'm not telling that. you that's oh, I'm just doing trout. No, I'm no, do no, no, everything. No, no, no. I always do everything. I'm on the boats all the time. We just yeah. got back from catching yellowfin. We caught bluefin. We caught yellowtail. Even some unbelievable uh, lingcod. 
Uh, the local fishing's all good. I love my bass fishing. You know, I mean, if I want an afternoon for me, just get on the center console, get some sand bass, calico bass, I'm in heaven. But if you say that one fish, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I want to catch another 60-pound rooster. And, um, and I did it on the bass rod, on the little 300, uh, on the BV 300. Okay, that's... That's that's what you want to do. I want to do that because um, it really tests it tests your tackle, it tests you, everything. I mean, it's like when you when Andrew you know gets on a big trout on two pound test. I always make fun of him, but he's fishing four pound because he's fishing Iser line. Oh, Iser line four pound. (laughs) (laughs) And when I fish the four pound triple X, I'm fishing six. I know what's going on. Come on. But but I mean, it's like you have to know your limitations. In other words. How, how much you can pull when you need to let it go. It, it's finesse fishing. It's finesse fishing. Yeah. I mean, anybody can, you know, take it, put a 100-pound test and go catch a nice tuna right now in the, in the 40, 60-pound range. However, you can put a 100-pound test, button down your drag, and get taken into a hole in Bay of LA like we did that yeah. one day. Okay, I mean, think about the, the first day we fished that deeper spot for the golf grouper. Yeah. I mean, it was a 100-pound test, completely buttoned down, and we were having our... Yeah. You know what? It's the appropriate tackle for the job at hand. But you know what? A lot of us, like, I find myself all the time fishing four and six-pound. I fish, I fish like a 12-pound braid, four- and six-pound fluorocarbon a lot of times for trout, the bigger ones. And the the weirdest thing is you have to rely, we always have this conversation, but you have to rely not so much on the line, but on your rod. So if your rod is right and your rod is the right action, that will help you land the fish. Plus, if the rod is right, your fishing experience is that much that much more enjoyable. And to top it off with that, this is another thing. If you have a drag on a reel that's right and it's smooth and it's and it works correctly, man, there's nothing like it. You just sit back and you're like, man, that is, this, is the, this is the best stuff. Period. You know. And all I'm saying is to everybody out there listening, don't rush the experience. Enjoy the experience because you know what. Just if, sometimes it takes a while to get one of those. Like when I was fi- fighting these bluefins, I was like, you know what? I have nowhere to go. I have nothing to do, man. I just want to kick back. And, and and what the deal is, is in your head, like well, we've talked about this for years, in my head I can see what's going on. Mm-hmm. My, my head's a camera. My head's a TV. I can totally understand. That helps you be a better angler too, you know? It's all, it's all dependent on where you're at in your life, what you're trying to do, but to keep your senses open and your mind open and have an imagination the whole experience is amazing but but i think the key is this uh, returning to a place where fishing is supposed to be fun okay yeah. uh, i never left that place bro i mean for a while i was saying. a tournament fisherman and it, it and that part of my life sucked people said you were just like you were too gnarly all the time you needed to hook a fish you need to put it in the boat now it's just like you know, I get criticized a lot because I, I go down in size and you go, why are you using your bass rod? Why are you using 12-pound test? And, you know, everybody's trip is their own trip, right? Yeah. So um, why do I do it? Because I like to test the limits. I like to take a rod and see when it'll break. I like to take a reel and see when it's it starts to burn up. 
and I want to take that line to the maximum where it breaks. Anyway, we'll be right back, folks. I can hear the music, and I want to get back into that because I think we're, let's go back to the essence of fishing and why we do what we do. Folks, this is Raiders Radio, AM 830 KLA. We'll be right back. Angels Radio, AM 830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 Freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action, causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 30. Welcome back, everybody. This is Raiders Radio, AM 830KLA. You like that, huh, Pennywise? A little yep. united? Okay. Yep. So, um, let's, you know, this is the last segment of the, of, the, of the show, and I think we all bring it back. You go, Andrew, you know, spends a lot of time trout fishing and freshwater. Uh, so do you. You also extend to that wild stuff, you know, the, the stuff that we all dream of doing, some of these bigger fish. I like... Different things, okay. But Barbie I'm, dolls, Barbie Ken dolls, dolls, and Ken dolls. You like that, Andrew Mack? <laughs> See, Andrew, Andrew, I, I get, I get it from always. Okay, but anyway, um, I think the key to to this whole thing is finding that one thing that you love to do, which is fishing. In my case, and enjoy it. You said something. You just, just awakened something in me because you're right, Ben. You have to enjoy it. You know, people take this stuff way too seriously, way too seriously. We see it at the rail. People get upset when they lose a fish. Folks, at the end of the day, it's just a fish. That, that's all it is, okay? Now, you can get mad at yourself. You can get mad at other people, but it doesn't make any sense. People, people, and again, again, I'm not throwing out one thing or another. I'm just giving you my, my like, perspective of life right now. Mm-hmm. I was the dude that was always trying to catch the biggest, the baddest fish. I wanted to post it, and I wanted to make sure that everybody knew what was going on. And after a while, I started looking at that, and I was like, you know what? That's not what this is about. So let me, like, there's a lot of athletes, too. You take a take on just a beautiful swing with the wood, and you hit a straight shot. You feel the shot in your hands. You watch the ball. You can see everything going. That feeling is something you can't do. 
you hit a, a like all of us played baseball in our lives, and if any of you hit a home runs, you hit the home run. There's no there's no sting in your hands. Everything's solid. The ball flies over the fence. You never forget that. But a lot of times, what happens with those type of things is it happens so infrequently that you can't go through and repeat it and in a regular deal with fishing. You can get the bite. You could set the hook. You can feel the first. You can feel the first run. You can experience the drag of a good reel. You can understand the feel of a really nice rod that's pulling and creating this beautiful action that it's taking power off of you and putting the power on the fish, the pressure on the fish. These things as fishermen we can experience over and over again, and it's nobody else's gig but yours. Well, that, you know, fishing is not necessarily a team sport. It's you and the no, fish. No, but he, you, you know, know what? And, and that's that's the key. That it, it's the going through the motions and enjoying what you're doing. You know, uh, here's the thing. You know, we get a chance you and I to fish a lot. We right. do fish a lot. So, I mean, we have been spoiled the last ten years. Okay, what's been going on here in Southern California, we are spoiled. Yeah. I remember, you know, 56-degree water in June here, yeah. okay, where you couldn't buy a sand bass, okay, where one yellowtail a week from one particular boat at Catalina was a big deal. We, for, for the youngins, okay, you're ruined because eventually yeah. this will change, okay? It's a cycle. We'll go back to I, It normal. might not be a cycle, bro. Well, hopefully it stays. It, it so, what, what, so what's happened? You know, we fished. I mean, how many... I tell people, how many more bluefin tuna do you want me to catch? How many... But, so but now see, what I See, you're do, talking about one thing, right? Exactly. What, I'm trying, what I'm trying to pass across for everybody, no matter if it's saltwater mm-hmm. or if it's freshwater or if it's fly fishing or if it's fishing with spinning tackle or if it's fishing with big tackle or if it's just on the rail whatever it's doing i'm just saying and i'm not some i'm not river run through guy i'm just telling you my my you whole philosophy well i I'm like brad pitt yeah no I, I you, look like you pitt. love brad pitt oh, but yeah, um here we go. <laughs> but, the, but the whole thing is to understand that don't let it pass you by. Life passes us by. We're so caught up on I gotta put that fish on the deck where I can't catch it, I can't put a picture up online. Like I look at Andrew and he's got a picture up every 15 minutes of something that he's caught. You know? Release it. It's okay. If you got one by you your hear name. That earthworm you just got if, hit. if you got one by your name, it's okay. Now you're a superstar. So, okay, but let, let me translate. I'm for teasing him. you. Let, let me... <laughs> <laughs> You just got one. No, but you know what? The thing I, all I'm trying to put across, and I think Andrew understands it too, like part of his business right now to to get where he wants to be is he's doing what he's doing. He's doing fish reports, which helps people catch more fish. It helps people catch. All I'm saying is don't, got, don't get caught up in the minutia and don't. Don't forget why you fish because you fish to experience that experience. If it's once once a fishing day, ten times a fishing day, whatever it is, how bitching of it is to see go, oh, I'm bit. And your line starts coming off your reel and you slowly put the drag up and you feel the pressure go down on the rod and you can feel the drag. That is something that people that's priceless. that people forget it, and yeah. you, that's why I'm always saying, "Hey, take your kids fishing." Because well, watching, if, if you fish with me on all the party boats, okay, that what you just described is my high. 
Yeah. Okay, and I set the hook, and I know I've gotten the first thing I say, well, after my yell and scream, okay, I say, who wants it? Because I know what I just experienced. That was for me. Now I want an individual that hasn't caught a fish to experience it. My rod is, a, is, is just right for that. The reel is just smoking perfectly. Okay, so they're going to have a good experience. I don't think they're enjoying it as much as, oh, my God, my first fish, my first fish, yeah. that excitement. However, it will come. From from the womb to tomb part is what I'm talking to. And, I mean, I mean Andrew, I, I, I mean, I do a lot of stuff similar to what you're doing. I, my deal is I don't still fish, fish bait. I fish artificials. But how is it when you're slowly working a bait? And sometimes you don't feel the bite, but you know the pressure's there, and your brain senses it, and you go, he's there, he's swimming at me. And you swing, you start whining and swing at the same time, and the rod comes bent. And you put the rod, instead of up high, you're putting the rod sideways because you can feel the jump coming. How is that? I mean, what kind of, like, you could smoke whatever you want to smoke. You ain't going to match that, in my words. Yeah, you're right. It's like I mean, even like you know, jig fishing. Sometimes they hit hard. Sometimes they don't. Hit, they don't hit at all. But your line gets tight, and it's like once you give that nice pull, and then all of a sudden you feel something give a little tug. That smile instantly, smile, and it's like, and then the then the battle's on. The fish is either coming at you, coming out of the water, and it's like like you're saying that that screaming of the drag, knowing that I only have two pound test. I need to get this fish in. It's be- it's a nice one. It's this, 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 and it's like, but for the most part, it's not. It like you're right. It's not all about just pounding your chest and be like, look what I just caught. You know, it's like when I go places, I get more enjoyment watching other people catch fish. Pretty much the same as I yeah. as I get it. No, they share the same passion. It's a sur- honest, to me. I don't it's remember a- the last time I think. Well. It's a surge of electricity to me. Like I, I and I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm just telling you, this is what happened to me. I don't even know what day, like maybe a week ago. Did I just get back? I'm thinking the last time I was in Mammoth. I'm fishing crawling. I'm fishing this one stretch I always fish. And instead of fishing jerk baits, I'm fishing jigs, just throwing jigs, throwing hookup jigs, doing whatever. And I got a bite, but I knew that I got a bite. But I didn't feel it. Does that make sense? So I'm like, something's, it's, you, you feel it because you've done it so many times. And sweeping and setting the hook and winding at the same time, knowing that I can feel the fish coming to break. And it's one of those, it's like a three or four pound rainbow, and he's going to do what he does. And putting it to the rod tip sideways, he jumps, lands in the water, and then screams a line across and around the boat like a wahoo. A trout. People are like, oh, yeah, that don't happen. It does happen. It does happen. It does happen. You know, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, right now, my insides are all happy and everything's like I'm jazzed because it's almost like it's almost like that's what sets me on my on my like journey to the next. What's the next thing? And it's not like I'm trying to accomplish that. It's almost it's a drug in the sense that hey, okay, I, I got whiskey underneath my belt. Now I need some vodka or something. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you, how to tell it, but I'm just saying to people, you know, it's almost like that deal. It's it's, it's don't let it pass you by. Right. Enjoy the feeling. And do you remember this? And you probably remember this too, Andrew. A lot of times people want to kill stuff and put it, but it's like, I remember this guy and he's a writer. He's a famous writer and he goes, the thrill is not to kill, but to let live. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not, I'm not a greenie by any means. I'll eat anything that I catch, but a lot of times you only can kill, kill so many things and then you're like taken away. Yeah, you know, and, and I say, you know, um, keep what you're going to eat, release the rest. That's always yeah. been my thing. I have no problem with you keeping a fish uh, to eat. I personally don't eat fish, so why kill them? I, I have a really hard time. I don't know when, you know, I, I do remember because the last trip I did it. Uh, catching my own fish. I go on these trips, we, all the Angler Chronicle trips, and I hook and hand everything I can to, because, uh, you know, my gift to myself is watching the smile on that individual. Um, we had kids, we had ladies, we had uh, guys that never caught a fish before, and I was like, dude, that, that's what we have to do, okay? Make sure that they experience what we experience. And it's so important to just, at one point, just stop. Take it in, yeah. Okay, because we, we get it, we get this adrenaline going. I gotta get this fish in and become rude and obnoxious at the rail. Okay, that's fine. You know, breathe through that's your nose. You. That's what Lepresti used to say. Breathe through your nose. Turn the Turner thing. Turn the handle, bro. That's exactly. Just take your time and enjoy the experience. What we're trying to tell you is enjoy the experience. So, so yeah, and and to build on enjoy the experience, and and I think there's quite a few people out there that don't understand this is that. I always have my kids or whoever, my family going, dude, what are you doing? And what I do a lot of times is I'll come home and I'll go in the garage and I start getting my tackle ready in the garage for whatever. And it could be a trip that's coming up in two weeks, but I'm still doing it. And the point is that whole time frame also is a beautiful thing for me because I'm picking out my lures, I'm changing my line, I'm making sure I got the right tackle, the right tackle for the right situation. Give them the five P's. Well, prior planning prevents piss poor performance, and that's that's, that's something. And and here's something I got. I mean, I, I don't know everything. I know five percent. I I know five percent of what I should know. I know a lot, but I don't know everything that I ever want to know. And this last couple of weeks fishing up above, I started using some different lines, like I was hanging out with a performance crew, and they were showing me a, a smaller braid to use that was still super strong, but <clears throat> I would tie a double uni knot with it, and my line would cut, cut and I would, I'd never had that problem before, and I was like looking at it, I was like, man, that's really weird, and it's with floral, and it actually did it with, with mono, too, so I was talking to Mark Hiragashi, and he goes, hey, let's tie a San Diego knot. I tied the San Diego knot, and never had another problem point is every day is a learning experience if your head is ready to do that so it's like um it's been a great year for me it's coming down we're coming down now i'm going to start probably calico bass fishing with uncle al or Mm -hmm. doing maybe go catch a couple yellows or whatever else but enjoy enjoy your trips don't let the don't let Get that lost in the moment. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. And right. Nova Scotia, if you want to go somewhere, um, and you're a young person right now, and you want to put something on the radar for down the road, make sure you go to Nova Scotia before you're going to go to Prince Edward Island. You're going to fish with Scott Bruce Charters, and you're going to fish North Lake, and you're going to have a hell of a time. You know. All right, perfect. I got to get these two announcements before the show's over. Uh, Huntington Harbor Rod and Reel Club has uh, their event on Thursday, November 17th at 630. And just got notification from Jan that uh, our friends from um, Hookup Baits are going to be 
at Turner's in Fountain Valley on the 15th, Tuesday the 15th, between 6 and 7. So make sure you go see Chad. And then we'll see Chad on the 12th as well. Okay. Did you say Chad or Shad? His name's Shad. Shad White, Chad White. I don't know. Something like that. All right. So uh, listen, uh, looking forward to seeing everybody next Saturday. Okay. We'll be at Accurate. 807 East Park Ridge, Corona, California. And again, there'll be a manufacturers there. They'll probably be bringing some stuff to sell, a little bit of stuff. And mm-hmm. then what you get to do is you get to come and see how we build reels. But the other thing is there'll be an hourly giveaway, a raffle. So the. What are the, we raffling? All sorts of stuff from a the date people. With ben? Actually, no, there was another one, a date with you. And then in Sergio will have there. His signature model, Blow Up Doll, and he'll be selling them. Oh, he'll my sell- God. Yeah. You could, you could, he'll you be could, selling we almost, those. Andrew, we almost got through the show without it, and he had to, he had to send an attack. <laughs> so, if you- so this is all I call. This is what I call. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, you know, we got to have fun. We always have fun. We talk that's about fishing. fishing. That's yeah. what fishing's all about. It's about right? having fun. Oliver, thanks for all the nice things that you do. I mean, we appreciate everything. Thanks for building good rods for Sergio. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you can build like a couple of two-foot like extensions for his legs so he can make it to five foot. Now the short jokes. Oh, my Lord. That would be great. <laughs> you know, only because I love you, Ben. Only because I love you. What do you, you think, Andrew? Be careful, Andrew. <laughs> Be very, very careful. Yeah. Very well, good. I appreciate the opportunity to come on. I'm always here if you need me. Yeah. Um, and you know, guys, go fishing, have fun, get out there with your families, enjoy yourself. And we only live one day at a time. And you know what? If Cliff, if you're listening, we love you, bro. We love you, brother. Okay. Live one day at a time. Live the moment. We'll see you next week. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.